All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Look at us. All together... Are we on? Once again, we are on. That's right. Are we dead? We still alive? Spaced out there. Oh, we're here. I know. Well, it's two things. Uh, our producer, we had, we potentially had some serious, serious issues today. Did the Senators fire their coach? What happened? DJ? Power outage. Oh. At Alex's house, our producer. No power. Pay your bills, you cheap bastard. Hey, I got no power. No power. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. Well, they ain't going to turn it on until you pay your bill. Pay your bill, Alex. So, yeah, there was a bit of scrambling behind the scenes, but then I guess he talked to, was it Ontario? Collections? Something, yeah. yeah. Hydro? And uh, and we're here and we're back. But there's, so that, I mean, that's an issue. Okay. And also, our boy, the Redster, very distracted today. Oh, yeah, big time. Very distracted. I'm always distracted when the TV's on, but even more so. And the toughest part about this is... The Masters is on the TV now. I know. And when the Masters is on, you just want silence. You just, you want to recline. You want a comfortable right. couch, not a hard couch. With no pillows. It doesn't have pillows. Yeah. There's been a lot of complaints filed. Kind of coming in and out of consciousness for the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Nice putt. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Wonderful. Okay. Oh, hey, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's been back for a week and we're finding now we're finding out just how things are going here. Yeah, he's letting us know. He's letting us know how yeah. things are going. The couch like, is uh, <laughs> Here's an idea I've got. The couch is okay, but the arms are too hard and there's too many cables and uh, cables are yeah, if I was so, in charge of couches, they wouldn't have these harm, hard armrests. Yeah. They'd be softer so someone could place their head on it. Well, we never thought yeah. about that. that Blame was... Wolfie. Wolfie bought him. Um, we have a green screen behind Red. He's not actually on Scotsman Hill today, um, which I think he might have been the other day. I don't remember. I used to run up that hill. Training. Yeah. Picking up chicks probably, to be honest. It's training, you know? Yeah, right. I was wondering if we could put him like, Augusta National. I don't know who's in charge of the oh. green screen. It's probably a conversation that we have before the show. Yeah, so I haven't think the about show it for sure until yeah. I saw him on the show. Yeah, but um, you know, at some point, it'd be nice to get Rhett. Would you have a favorite hole at Augusta? No, any hole at Augusta. Okay, be. maybe even that uh, the little food hut with the menu <laughs> we showed the other dollar fifty pimento Some sandwiches. Pimento, oh, sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, with is that like a bucket list? You want to go? Go to watch, go to play. Does it matter? Do you care? Wow. Playing is damn near impossible. Yes. You really have to be something. Uh, and to be honest with you, as much as I would like to play, if somebody said, here, I have one spot, I would give it to someone that it would mean more to. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely feel that way with you. It's like, I don't want to ruin up your dream master's yeah. thing with me shooting 105 and like cursing. Well, and you I, with like, oh, my shoulders hurt today. This isn't fun. Yeah. Like I'll caddy. I'd rather caddy. And there's somebody. people that this is their, yeah. this would be the pinnacle of their life. Exactly. And it'd be like, yeah, that's. The, you know someone that would deserve this more than I'm, I know I would enjoy it and it would be amazing, and but it would mean so much more to someone else. Do they still do the the media thing? Yes. It's a draw and there's a lot of media there. The media center is world renowned. And so you have people from probably 20 to 50 countries. there covering the event. Everyone puts their name in and then you find out, I believe Sunday or Monday who in the media draw has been pulled. And it's sort of a numbers game. If you're there enough years, you're going to get called to play it in the fucking tournament conditions two days after or whatever. Cause Eric oh, Francis well. did the one year, right? Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Which Francis is ever can which get a break. Is zero shock to yeah. anybody. Yeah. yeah. Nice to see him something land on his lap. I'm there. pretty sure. I, I, like, I'm, yeah. He I'm did. pretty sure. No, that's, I think that sounds right. That definitely the, sounds like something that would happen to Francis. And it, gonna be how, how prick a move it would be for someone like me mm-hmm. who's very indifferent towards golf. Yes. I guess I'll go play. I could see you, you walking where? off. Augustus? What is it? Uh, yeah, I think it's in Georgia. It's um, where is it? Like Kentucky? Uh, the map. Augusta National? <laughs> And you're like, yeah, yeah, I was tired. I walked after 12. It was hilly. Very That's steep. So I've always been a 12-hole re- guy. So, re- you know, they're like, what? You left on 12, you <laughs> asshole. Amen corner. You didn't play 16. Yeah, it'd be good. See, I think that would be a better uh, story than telling people, oh, I got to play Augusta. It was unbelievable. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, you've golfed Pebble. Yeah. Have you gone to Euro Europe to I have, have a big I have not gone to Europe. Europe. <laughs> I, I'm a great, uh, what are those courses called? Pinder. Where did you... Hit and run, all of everything. The hit and run. Well, the, oh, bump and run. Bump sure. and okay, runs yeah. And the, you don't. The, it's you don't fly the ball as much. It's links. 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 The word. Yeah. The big golfers here. Big yeah. golf. Struggling to say. Stay tuned to Barnburner for our in-depth Masters coverage. Do you want to give us some play-by-play here? What do we I'm got? Terrible play by play. I like watching guys chunk it into the drink, though. So beautiful today. Yeah, like really nice. Like almost 30, sunny, minimal wind, a little breeze, that's it. And then it's just going to be wet, 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 
wet Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a little better. Monday's nice. I think that's, that's good for me. The way my weekend is shaping, it would be great to have, uh, the final round on Monday. I'd like to invite everyone to join our master's pool, but I've got horrible news. The master's has begun. You've missed it if yeah. you're not in. Now, the good news is 521 people got in under the wire. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Isn't that great? Got some prizing. Can See, you tell us about the prizing? Yeah. So, Derek Newman, our buddy on Afterburner, our realtor pal, Derek yeah. Newman of oh, Newman Dean's Realty. Your pal. My pal. I don't know the guy at all. You, you, get, you could be there with a buddy on the Glencoe Forest, the toughest course in Alberta with Derek and myself. Little summer round of drinks. Mm-hmm. Golf, let's have some fun. Also, you, if you don't like me win. or the Glencoe Forest or Derek, like yourself, uh, you could opt for a new bag and a putter. Yeah. We also have 150 bucks from Mad Rose and GCs. Oh. You can hammer some pies, like those that fried and then baked wings. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look at Rhett. Isn't that amazing? There, look that's how happy you must be. Hey, look at and then also, we got some Barburner gear we give away. So right now, I would suggest we've got prizing for the top four and potentially even the top five. Can you make that second shot here? <laughs> Vic, is he in the trap there? Short He's side on the himself? far side of the trap. Oh, yeah. Let's go flop it over. Got to flop. See, the thing Downhill I like... Downhill lie. You Ooh. love the Masters because it, it's, like, it's just captivating visually. Yes, right? it is. It's just... It, with the... When, when HD hit, HD TV, oh. it's like, this is... It's like watching a different sport. And then with the technology, so many more cameras, and they're on the, on the course and all of this. It's so great to watch. It's green. It's beautiful. Tiger. Look at that. And nice more often than not, the conditions are great. I was always disappointed when you'd watch the British Open. And it's windy and rainy. I, I, I want to watch good golfers play good golf. And it becomes why the British Open, the Open Championship yeah, is yeah. the Open. It's that that's, you're now dealing with, Elements. golf in a part of the world where the elements yeah. are a massive part of it and you have to play differently you have to be able to ad lib you won't be able to see a lot of pins it's uh, it's it's a totally it's, it feels like a different sport that's right? why it's good for us boom because even if we see the pin I know. you know why is the, the open is great for boom is because he's usually getting up around two when he can't sleep and that's when you can watch yes. it live that's true yeah because that's like you know midday and you can use your putter the whole way around so with Anders. the open championships I, I, if i want to watch shit golf i'll just go myself no, I, anytime I go out it's to, not to shit play, golf. it's difficult conditions. Those courses are majestic. You call it what you want to call it. All right. Uh, welcome to the program. We are uh, we're taking the uh, the option tomorrow. We're exercising our option. We will have a long weekend, like most people will. It's set. So this is our final show before uh, before next week. The wi- the Flames a massive win last night, three one over the Winnipeg Jets. I didn't see afterburner. I am wondering where we're at in the jilted lover we're still position. Jilted. Well, I asked Rhett. It's like, do you, do you believe? Do you believe? Um, and and he said, you know, if, you know what? Why not? I'm going to believe. And I said, because it's the jilted lover, I'm not going to be fooled again. I am going to say that I've lost belief. Okay. Just because I saw Anaheim and I saw Chicago, and mm. here we are. There's an Arizona in there. There's three Chicago's. Yeah, but Philly. It just feels like Columbus. recently now with yeah. when you're really dialed into the chase. And they've played some, there have been some impressive outings. And then they've followed it up with just deplorable efforts. 10-4-2 in their last 16. I know. But tell me about the four. Yeah, well, the 10's been pretty impressive. The four is like, how these teams, how, how? Like, okay, you lost LA, we get it. So they got three left, so they could be 13-4-2, and they basically have to win them all, right? I would suggest, unless you think the Jets are going to not win games, and the... 
Prices All right, are gonna... and I, this is what I said to Boom last night. So how much of a mortgage are you taking out on your house? What are the odds, San baby? O- for San Jose <laughs> on the last game of the year, plopping it down for well, the Well, I'd love to know the stakes. It. Like, I, I have this sense that if the Flames play well and that Wednesday game means something, we won't know at the end whether they're in or not because Nashville still has two games okay. left Thursday, well, Friday. For the sake of and this, and I know you Jets. need to know the stakes all the time. Yeah. But just for this, the context let, let's just say that, yes, the game, the game matters. So in and, when and they're in. That's not, what you're it's suggesting. not even in. Okay, it's just they, they just need have to, to win. win. So, so they how, win the yeah. next two games, and it's San Jose Oof. to get a chance. They have to win. How much of your house are you willing to put up? A very, very small, small, small amount. Okay, I, 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 I would love to bet five room. bucks, but no, like nothing house. Jesus, I know. Wife would kill me. Uh, so three one final. Markstrom was terrific. Thirty four saves. An Ealers breakaway save in the third period. The two on one Dubois and Scheifele. He was just he was strong. The one goal that goes in is a hell of a shot on a power play. Early. Yeah. And the Flames had a had a goal that disallowed. Probably his goaltender interference. Either way. Yeah, he um, spin around the goalie whether you meant to or not. It's like that's kind of the rule. It should have been called yeah. that way. It was. Yeah. It was fine. So I'll ask you what I asked Rhett, and it yeah. comes back kind of to the. The, the not argument, I guess, just the point of the discussion that we've had. There's the Flames component, and then there's the Jets component. Yeah. And it's the Jets component that really has allowed the Flames to mm-hmm. play a little bit better, but really get themselves back into this hunt. Watching the Jets last night, I, I, I'll i ask you, what are the Jets? What do you see there? I, 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 it didn't look like a club that scored 12 goals their last two games and just came off the heels of beating New Jersey and was well-rested since Sunday. I'll tell you that. That was not what I was expecting at all. And, and this is also to get back to the Flames, which I, I don't mean to do, but like, how could you be so flat on the first half of a back-to-back, then travel and have that kind of energy? Like, And I feel that same way about the Jets. Like, You play so well against Jersey Sunday. You got a lot of time. You have an opponent limping in. And I thought the Jets were the better team in the first. The Flames power play got nothing going on. Jets do score. But after that, it was like, it kind of looks like the Flames want it more. That was a good road game from the Flames. And I, I would worry absolutely about the Jets dropping a game against a very plucky Nashville team. I think they'll have their hands full of Minnesota and Colorado, who it looks very probable will be playing for seeding in their last two games of the year. Like, that's a tough-ass schedule. And I don't think the Jets are better than those teams or have the confidence to play at their best against a plucky team like Nashville. We talked about it last night. It's the Spider-Man meme. If you talk to Jets fans, they have the same stories that Flames fans It's just have. a different order. Yeah. When there's a big game, they don't show up. They win sometimes against, win big against tough opponents, and you mm-hmm. think they've turned the corner, and then, then they, they fall flat against San Jose. Yeah. I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. Not, not beyond like makeup or anything, yeah, not, but I just think down the stretch here, the last little bit, they have been very hard to predict and get a feel for. I agree. I just don't know how you can lose, get shut out by James Reimer and then come home and beat the Devils 6-2 or 6-1. Like that's, and again, it's kind of this league. Like yeah. Boston loses to a bad team and there might be the best team ever. Like it's it's a sport where underdogs still have like a one in three chance or better every single night, well, even that, the biggest underdogs. And that's why even the fact that if Colorado and Minnesota do need a win mm-hmm. and they are playing for something at the end of the year, it's like, well... There might be a loser point in there, even if they get outplayed. Yeah, like you know, Hellebuck can win still one. win you a game. Like I just like those teams more, but again, it's the NHL. A yeah. team might be way better and still lose. We see that all the time in this league. We're here in the Tower Chrysler Studios. Old Surge. Surge said Surge if, they beat, wound up. if they beat Winnipeg and beat Nashville, they're in. They've beaten Winnipeg. 
He didn't say anything about Chicago, and maybe well, for I good know, reason. I think, he he even, I think he was still kind maybe of an oracle. Stop by Tower Chrysler if you do. Take some uh, some food for the food bank in support of the Owen Hart Foundation. They have a uh, one of the Jeeps there in the showroom. Collecting food, they'll drop it off at the food bank. As as mentioned, it's they've, they've always got something going on that's uh, got their, their heart is in the right place. They're doing something for other people at all times. They are great partners of ours, and we ask that you do... Uh, you do support them that that Jeep that they've got in the showroom that they're loading up with the food. Oh no, the uh, the black one. Oh yeah, yeah. oh my all god, all souped up, looks good. God, almost as nice as your Jeep or what? It's almost as nice as mine. Yeah, yeah that's right. Almost, almost, almost. Um, we are going to there. You there? There's the Jeep. Uh, Jeep with and there's Martha. There's, there's Owen. Owen. Uh, Owen. The so we'll talk a little bit. We'll, we got Craig Button coming on, former Ooh. Flames general manager. He with the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Cool he Button. And Steve Coolius uh, do the podcast. He, of course, is on TSN and all of that. I would think he'll Drunk have... And they're part of the uh, Nation Network. Oh, they're oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're in the trust tree with us. They're so hanging. they are in the trust tree with us. We'll talk to Craig about uh, how things are going with Steve Coolius, but probably get his take <laughs> on where the flames are at. Is Does he have hope? What, how much of his house? Is it just the mud room? Is there a, yeah. Does he have a sunroom or a rec room that he would put on the line? We'll see what he says. Some floor mats in the garage. What do you got? There yeah, first, something like that. The uh, playoff draft is coming up just over a week away now. Exciting. I saw somebody on social media throwing out, uh, throw, I want in. Here's what I'm going to. Uh, One of I'm the suggestions I didn't throw out there is that, do we open this to just straight bribery? <laughs> And it really would be our style. For the kids. Yeah, know. for the kids. The bribery for the kids. Right. And I, I, I would think that... Uh, you know, just us being upfront and honest with you is why you, you've come to appreciate us. We're, we're idiots, we're losers, we're dummies, you're better people than us, but at least we're being honest. Yeah. Like, let's, we're open for bribery here? I believe we should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's for the kids. It's kids' sport. It's bribery for the kids. Paybuilt.com is on, on board, our presenting sponsor. If you're a small business, big business, it's about accepting payment without crazy chargeback, the risk of chargeback uh, costs. You had payment options for your customers. I was on their website. There are online, and we all do online shopping, sure. 70% of carts online yep. have stuff in them, but people haven't cashed them out. Really? And a lot of it comes down to the one payment that they have isn't accepted or they're not comfortable using that. That's where PayBuilt comes in. If you have that business, it's a seamless transition. It's a seamless way for your customers to go through and pay, whether it's in store, it's online. If you have an app for your business, you can hook them in that way as well. Everyone's shifting away from cash. Everyone's shifting away from cards. It takes the pain and just kind of the, the mystery out of paying online for your customers. So if you are a small business, large business, if you're looking for that sort of reassurance to get those 70% that might have stuff in their cart on your website, but have not uh, cash them through yet, that's where PayBuilt comes in. PayBuilt.com on board as our presenting sponsor. Let's, uh, let's bring in our, let's bring in our friend. Oh, when we were at uh, the old place, we couldn't talk to him. Taboo. We couldn't talk to him, but now... One big happy family. There he is. Craig Button, NHL insider from uh, what looks to be his luxurious estate. Good morning, uh, Craig. How are you? I am good. My, my luxurious estate 
is only a few blocks away from your studio. Oh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a little bit east of uh, 14th uh, Street. So, no. you know, I'm not, I'll have to get up there and see you. And I'm in Montreal right now, but I was able to gather uh, uh, one of the uh, old Buffalo Sabers uh, jerseys. It's hanging right behind me. That's what happened when they wash it in hot water and bleach. So is that a Warner 44? Warner, when he was yeah. playing for yeah. the Sabres, didn't have to go out and wear that. <laughs> well, it's good to have you, man. Because uh, Frank uh, sent me the notes. Like, oh well, yeah, let's let's get let's get Craig on. Let, let's start talking about everyone's doing podcasts. I guess it's the cool thing. All the kids are into it. You and you and Steve Coolius have been doing the Cool Button Hockey Podcast for a while now. How long has it been? I know it's not a daily one like we do. I'm a little soft. I I suppose and mm. real guys do it every day but anyway you know whatever you and Cooley have been doing the uh, the cool button podcast tell us about it well I mean I worked with Steve for a number of years uh on that's hockey tonight we had a lot of fun and you know as, as you guys know you know doing a podcast you know people are uh, consuming information and you know debate and discussion that goes in with hockey and, and it's a great it's a great fan base and Great people that want to hear, as uh, Mr. Pinder said, you know, the dummies, the fools that we identify with, that we are ourselves, you know, we have a lot of fun with it. But, you know, it's uh, you, you, everybody's trying to find their place. I mean, you look at where uh, the trio of, of you three young men find yourselves now. I mean, I mean, you talk about being at Sportsnet, now you move out and you guys are doing tremendous. And, you know, it's it's not just about the podcast, it's about the personalities. And I think that, you know, you're, you're free, you're open, you're knowledgeable, and, and you're entertaining. And I think that that's what, you know, really separates good podcasts from, uh, from ones that are trying to find their way. Certainly, Steve and I are trying to find our way in different ways. And, uh, I mean, the uh, the barn burner is a, is a great model for us to look at. Hopefully the cool button can uh, follow in your successful footsteps. We also have Rhett, who's incredibly committed. He's on scene at the Masters today. It's like, where else <laughs> yeah, can yeah. you get these insights? There he is. I don't know where the crowds are. I, that might be a practice hole, but like, this is the spot. dedication you have. Yeah. Found a great spot to sit down and watch this. I'm, I'm not moving. But it, it just and we'll, and well, we'll I think kind of put a bone. Rhett, you have to talk in a low voice when you're at the Masters. Right so. Yeah, please keep <laughs> it down. So please please keep it down. Green here, yeah. You know, we have a... <laughs> But in terms of the podcast, I think people do appreciate podcasts because it does have a little bit more feel of realism. It's that kind of mainstream media. And certainly when you're a rights holder, uh, there is kind of an obligation to be a partner for your partner. And not that we're just taking runs at people now. But I think we were pretty honest before, even as a, as a rights holder. But I think people have, have really enjoyed Rhett's takes. Uh, have, do you feel like you are that you were holding back before and you're now free or is it just kind of the way it's going? I don't think so. I, you know, Ken King, who was great to me when we started doing this stuff, he said, if you've got a take on things, you got to have something to back it up. Don't just blast people to blast people. And I've, I, I took that to heart and I always, I feel like anytime I make a comment on something or someone, I typically believe it and have reason to believe it. So it has been a little, you can let loose a little bit more and the emotion can come be a little more, mm -hmm. I don't know, noticeable, but uh, I, I don't think my opinion on things is different. I think you're just a little bit more open to, well, it's, you know what? It's Last year we were less critical of the team. Oddly this year, we're a little bit more critical, Craig, about yeah. uh, is that the, the space Calgary or Flames. is that something else? Yeah, yeah I don't, and I don't know that it's because we were doing a podcast or a traditional <laughs> radio. What do you see? And they get a big win over 
the Jets last night. It's still, you still feel like they need to run the table. We're kind of unsure what Winnipeg is. It feels like it's uneven play from Nashville and Winnipeg that's let Calgary hang in this thing. I guess just thoughts on the chase and maybe just thoughts on the team for 22-23. Well, I don't think anybody, anybody thought that the Flames would find themselves in the position they're currently in. I mean, I mean, obviously we saw the offseason changes and, you know, we can look at a lot of different areas of the team and say, hey, listen, they've fallen short in this area, in that area. And to Rhett's point, I mean, you know, we can be critical as long as it's fair and balanced. And, and, and I always said this, don't get personal. Don't get personal. I mean, just because a player makes a bad play doesn't mean he's a bad player. You know, good players make plays that sometimes they know they wish they had back. Goaltenders let in goals that they wish they didn't let in. So, you know, just call the call it as it is. Be fair. Be balanced. And as Rhett said about Ken King, you know, you, when you have the when you have experience and you have an opinion, you know, how you express it in a in, in that fair and balanced way is really important. I think Daryl Sutter's a Hall of Fame coach. He's won two Stanley Cups. His record speaks for itself. Last year, we were praising how well he did. I mean, I don't. Th- I think he's had a struggle trying to, you know, get individual players to play to their level and the team to play to their level. Jacob Markstrom hasn't been at the same level. Jonathan Huberto hasn't found his footing. Nazem Kadri hasn't found, you know, a, a real place. So, you know, when you think about the changes that the Flames made in the offseason – you know, talent for talent, Huberto coming in for Kachuk, there's talent there. Uyghur coming in, talent. You know, Kadri coming in, talent. But it's not just about talent. It's how teams mesh. I mean, Rhett's been to two Stanley Cup finals in 99 and 2004. And you look at those teams, they, they were really good teams in Buffalo and Calgary. Teams that were hard to play against. And you'd look at them and go, well, geez, you know, who, who were their stars? Who were who were they? Who, who did they have? Hashik in Buffalo you know, Jerome in, uh, in Calgary, certainly. But, you know, you look at it, but those were strong teams. And I don't think the Flames ever got that real sense of what I call that esprit de corps, you know, where everybody's playing together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we use the term playing for each other and everything. They just didn't seem to be playing together. And, you know, I think there's enough blame. Maybe blame is the wrong word, but I think there's enough responsibility in a lot of different people's areas uh, that will be evaluated. I mean, they're on a lifeline, and I, I don't think they're going to make it. I think once they lost to Chicago uh, on Tuesday night, I think that that sealed the deal for them. And I, I think for the Preds, uh, to your point earlier, uh, Dean, is that, that, you know, be careful the Preds because the Jets just gave the Preds life. How would you, uh, you know, experience in front office, obviously here as a GM, how, how, do you, how do you sort of unpack the GM without a contract as of the end of June? Coach with an extension, but clearly it's it's not been a, a a very functional relationship between coach and locker room, and then of course this um, I guess mandate to well we're spending the caps so you got to make the playoffs coming from ownership. How do you see those three layers working together this off season, and does getting in or not getting in change how you would approach it? I guess. Yeah, well, I think that getting in would would be like the ultimate bonus for the Calgary Flames this year, especially as we talk here on this Thursday, April 6th. But, you know, I think that the evaluation has to be deep and it has to be wide. And, you know, you have to look at it really hard. And and it, it doesn't mean that people aren't capable. It doesn't mean that people don't deserve to come back. But you got to figure out how it all works and how it all works together. And I think, that, you know, with Brad, you know, Brad's been with the Flames for, for a number of years. You know, what, what's his responsibility in this? And, and, and Daryl, like, is, is Daryl the right coach to carry on? 
you know, we look at coaches, and, and, and there's been talk. Pat Burns, great coach, Hall of Fame coach. Scotty Bowman lost his job as a coach. Mike Babcock, who's been a good coach in years past. You know, there's lots of good coaches. Just look at the movement that happened last year in the offseason. Bruce Cassidy, good coach. Now he's in Vegas. And it's not like they're not good coaches, but you come to a point in time where you've got to evaluate, is this the right coach for this team and these individuals? It's not like you're working for the Calgary. You are working for the Calgary Flames, but – the individuals that Daryl was working with last year are different than the individuals he's working with this year. Some are the same, some are different. So that evaluation always has to go on. You're playing personnel. I, I, I think that it will be a deep, deep evaluation for the Calgary Plains because I think we can all agree, I'm assuming this, is that this team has a lot more talent than the record indicates. I want to pick up there a little bit, and I did not—I uh, did not throw this by you ahead of time, so you can tell me to go pound sand if you don't want to talk about it. But we—I mean, we hear a lot about kind of the unrest, players unhappy with Daryl. Obviously, there's the Huberto stuff. It looked like it started early on in the season. We're led to believe that Cadre and and Daryl have had their runs. It just feels like the the room, and and that's what Daryl does. Is he has he's got a shelf life, so you're left. You've got a coach and you've got players with long-term contracts. I go back to when you were the GM here and you had a situation where you had a player in Mark Savard and you had a coach in Greg Gilbert and it was, they were butting heads and it was untenable and a, a move had to be made. So what do you do? Do you fire the coach and give power to the player? Do you get rid of the player and have loyalty to your coach? Ultimately, Savard left, Gilbert stayed, and then it Gilbert was gone shortly thereafter, but can you kind of walk us through, are there any maybe similarities in that scenario that you faced in Calgary to what is happening here now? Well, I'll be straightforward with you. I was an idiot. (laughs) I made one of the dumbest moves I could have ever possibly made. I mean, seriously. I mean, we, we I knew that there was a problem. I mean, I loved Mark and I still love Mark to this day. And, you know, I, I, I bet you I talked to Mark for, 30 straight days. And, you know, he was frustrated. He wanted to play. He wanted to be a difference maker. And, you know, we were looking at that we had a challenge and we were looking to change the coach. And it it did get to a point where, okay, we'll we'll just do it. I I was rash. I was dumb because you don't trade a player like Mark Savard. I I talked about Scotty Bowman before. Scotty Bowman said to me, asked me, he goes, what happened there? He goes, "How how do you trade a talented player like that with skill? And, you know, maybe the player you, you got in return, if you don't remember, was Ruslan Zanaylan. Yeah. And he wasn't very good. He never played in the NHL. It was, just a, it was just a bad move. It was a bad move on multiple fronts by me. And it's a good example of don't make a rash decision because it would be one thing if Mark wasn't talented. It would be one thing if Mark wasn't trying to find a way. We, we had a coach problem, and I knew it. And, and yet I still made a stupid move. And, and there's no other way to put it. It was stupid. So – you know what, you can have friction between player and coach and, you know, that's going to happen in the context of a competitive season. That's normal. There's nothing wrong with that, how you work through it. But but we changed the coach like 10 days later or 12 days later, mm. you know, you, you know, we were already looking for a coach. We were looking for an experienced coach. And when Daryl became available, I mean, that really is where we set our sights, but you know, knowing where we're already at, that, that that's what made the move even dumber. And, mm. and that's totally on me. I'm like, you know what, I can sit here and say, oh, I was trying to make sure that Mark went and, you know, because I, I did. I really respected Mark and I, I really did. And he went on and had a, a terrific career. But that wasn't a good move. And as a manager, you can't make those moves. And so when I say a, a, a comprehensive evaluation, 
That's where you got it. There's nothing wrong with friction. There's going to be those times between coach and player, players and coach, that you're going to have that friction. How you manage through it and how you work through it and how you come to the right side of it is the key there. Now, I kind of read in there that if you were to have made the coach, knowing that those those two guys were butting heads, then if you make the coaching change, was that part of your thought process that you didn't want to give give some sway or some power to the player or I guess just what kind of because I might be reading in on that I'm just not sure what your mentality was there and and oh, it's cool that you're being very honest about it well there's no other way I, I don't know any other way I got to be honest I mean the bottom line is it was a bad trade and and, and it was done out of knowing that we had it on t- and and you know what I wanted to be fair to Mark but but in being fair to Mark I didn't do what was best for the organization and that's where I failed. And, and the ultimate job of the manager is to do what's best for the organization. That doesn't mean you're not going to have some tough decisions to make. You are. You're going to have some tough decisions to make. But you still got to do what's best for the organization. And while I can sit here and go, yeah, well, I helped Mark, it wasn't best for the organization. And what a terrific player he would have been, you know, with us, you know, with uh, under, uh, under a new coach that came in a very short time thereafter. So, you know what? We, we we can you can try to position it many different ways. Listen, massive blunder by by Craig Button, massive. With Daryl, it takes some getting used to to playing for Daryl. He came in uh, at the end of the year a couple of years ago, and we thought he would have a more positive impact. I think in that right away, sh- right away, yeah. and it didn't turn out that way to the point where we were a little bit skeptical last year going in wondering, is this relationship going to work or are we going to have to blow things up and make a bunch of changes? They're basically 500 when he came in and there were some underlying numbers that were good, but they were just 500. It wasn't like, geez, yeah. he unlocked these guys. Yeah. And then they go on it and they they dominate last year. They have a great season, regular season, maybe faltered a little bit in the playoffs, albeit against a good Edmonton Oilers team. But the question I'm trying to get to is, you brought in a bunch of new guys again this year. Is it possible, I think they've underachieved hugely, and there's been friction, and you said that's fine, and I agree with you. There's always, nobody's all, your whole team is never happy with the coach. But is there, do you believe, <laughs> an opportunity or a chance that if they left things the same, that the guys like Huberto and Caudry and all the new guys, they come back, they know what's going to be asked of them next year in training camp. They understand how Daryl pushes buttons. Can they have a better response to it next year with Daryl still at the helm? I would answer yes, Rhett. And, and for this reason, because you just touched when he came in halfway through that season you know, it took them some getting used to. And, and, and your term about getting used to Daryl, Daryl will push. And, and you know he pushes buttons, and you know that very well. You've been there. You, you, you've, you've been part of that. I, I think one of the things, you know, you, Kachuk leaves, Goodrow leaves. I think one of the players that they really, really miss is Eric Branson. And not so much Eric. Like, Eric was, was a good player there. But, but Eric was also a strong voice. And you know, Rhett, in a, in a dressing room, you know, sometimes the coach comes in and he's absolutely right what he's saying and players just go, listen to him, he's right. And there's other times when a player has to tell you to the coach, hey, back off, we got this in here, whatever it is. And, 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 I, and so you're trying to, you got new players trying to acclimate to a new situation. 
you got other players that might not be as comfortable with their voices. You've lost voices. And I think that that impacts the team as well. And that leads to some, you know, some of the friction, some of the uncertainty. And that's where I think you got to sit down and, you know, really talk about, okay, what do we like? What don't we like? What could we do better? What types of, what, what, what types of moves could we make? And, and I'm not talking about firing coaches or, t- but like, do we need a different type of player? What type of voices could well, we have that could support these players? I think that that's what, because there's no way, Daryl hasn't become a bad coach. Yeah. It's just that the situation now, and maybe how he's handling it, Daryl's a bright guy. And to, to look at it and say, hey, here's what I got to do. Here's what I got to do a little bit differently. I mean, I remember when he went into L.A., he hadn't coached in a while, and he got that team right on track. Last year, we talked about what he did with the Flames. So, you know, but it's got to be, it's got to be understanding, okay, where did, we, where did we fall short? What's my responsibility, and what can we do to make sure we don't get into this spot? Because I think they have the talent. I really do. I think they have the talent. Is it at all concerning to you, we talked about this the other day on the show, that – or was it even last night? But but it doesn't matter. That no one has stepped up as far as being a captain. And 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 not that I feel that a captain has to be just handed out because you if you don't have a captain, I don't think you just give someone the C. I think the person has to be the captain and you have to show the reason as to why you should get that captain C. But is the team lacking that person? And are you surprised that no one has stepped up to kind of fill that role? Because there are guys that kind of skirt the edges of maybe they could be a captain. A Michael Backlund or a Lindholm or a Tanev, but you're, but it's it doesn't Squints ever it doesn't ever feel like that's exactly the guy, right? It started the year Kadri was playing really good, and we're like, oh, maybe this Kadri guy's gonna, but none of them really have stepped up and and made a point, made it enough of a mm-hmm. statement where it's like. That's the guy. Like when Gio got named captain, we were all, yeah, it's Giordano. He's stepped the, up his game. He's playing the right way. He's showing leadership. I, 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 it just seems like it's missing there. And are you surprised by it? Because there are guys in that room you think could do it. Uh, yes and yes. I think they are. I think they uh, are missing it. And, and, and you're right. And, and, and Rhett, you, you know, too, just because you're the captain, like you don't have to wear a C to be a leader. You know, you're a leader. You're a leader. You had a voice, right? And so you look in and you think, yeah, Lindholm's a, a, a good player. Kadri's got an emotional barometer when he's on his game and backland, right? But you also have to be comfortable with your voice, right? And you have to be comfortable with that personality. So do I think they lack it? I do. I, 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 it is surprising. It always seemed to me, that they were going to go Jerome, Giordano, Kachuk. It just seemed like the, the order was in place. And I think that with Matthew leaving, that it's left the void there. I, I, I really think it's left the void with Matthew. I mentioned Eric and Branson with, with that voice, that voice that maybe people do, wouldn't realize it could have a, a, a big impact on, on something in, in the room with players. Obviously, Matthew, I think, would be that guy. But I think it is a void. And, and it does surprise me because, you know, you know, we, we know that the coaches are in the room or with the players 10 to 15% of the time. How the players operate within their group, everybody knows who the leader is. You just said it. You knew Gio was the guy, right? The players all know. Everybody knows. And, and so now you're, okay, who, who's going to say something? Or should I say something? Or what should I say? 
you know, that's, that's a, that's just kind of not, not a confidence in, in your own leadership and which might lead you to believe that they're not capable of taking on that role. One last one for me on the flames. And then, uh, We'll pivot a little bit if, and just for the sake of this, let's, let's just say they don't make it. So in a week's time, the regular season is over. It's exit meetings. Brad Treliving does not have a contract heading into next season. Is that an awkward spot for him to be part of exit meetings? Do you, I, I guess just your read on Treliving moving forward with the team and the end of the season and everything that goes into wrapping a season up with a lame duck GM, if you will. His job doesn't change. I mean, until somebody tells him he, it's not his job anymore, his job is to make sure that he's doing everything in the best interest of the Calgary Flames. Exit meetings, sitting down with the players, getting the information, hearing what they have to say from the players. The coach, that's his job. As long as he's got the job, he better do the job. I'm real simple on that. I don't care if you're in the last year of your contract or, or you're not. That's your job. So as long as you've got the job, you better do your job. That's that's how I – if Brad feels that it's awkward, that's his own that's his own thing to deal with. But to me, I'm, I'm really clear on that. Like, you know, don't, don't be shirking your job because, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be back here next year. Hey, listen, make sure you get all the information. Make sure that you're doing things the right way and, you know, deliver it so that the organization can understand it, whether you're here or you're not, what they got to do to be better. And you're only going to do that by going through the process. Uh, switching, how much would you be salivating if you were running the Ducks, the Blue Jackets, the Hawks at the possibility of bringing Connor Bedard into your organization? You know, you've done a ton of great scouting work over the last few decades uh, on the media side and in the NHL. What have you seen and how exemplary is this body of work from Connor Bedard? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. I mean, McDavid came along in 2015 and Crosby came along in 05. And, you know, when you think about this century and, and, and really what separates him from those guys. And, and I'm not saying he's going to be better than McDavid or Crosby because those guys are all-time greats. But what Bedard did at the World Junior Tournament as a 17-year-old, like the, clearly the best player. Not, nobody was even close to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what he's done in junior, just like McDavid and Crosby, it, I, I think it puts him in a position where he has done something this century that nobody else has done. Nobody else has done. And, you know, he, he's a pretty special player and he continues to show that. And I think if you're the Anaheim Ducks with a lot of good young players, if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets with a lot of good young players and Goudreau and Line, can you imagine Goudreau and Line getting Bedard to play center between Jeez. them? They will they will think that they won the lottery, not just the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks are a little bit further away. You know, they don't have the same uh, depth of player ready to come in and play. They have some good young players, but not ready to come in and play to that level. But, I mean, we're talking about somebody who I feel is going to come right in and make a real, real uh, significant contribution to whatever team he comes to. I think it'll be greater if it's in Anaheim or Columbus than if it is in Chicago, but you're salivating. You're salivating in a big way. And then the rest of the draft class, we hear for years out, oh, this crop, the, the this year, birth years. Or, oh, it's a real special year. And, oh, this is a softer year. And sometimes those things <laughs> even out over time, and it's a normal draft year. But this has been a very heavily hyped draft class. What are the characteristics of it? What I would say is, is that 
you know, through 20, you know, th- th- there's going to be 40, 45 players that play 350 games or more of varying levels. That's true of every draft. That's just, that's just what the numbers tell you. But I, I, what I see through the first 20 or so picks is a lot of first two line forwards, uh, you know, a, a group of, uh, you know, first and second pair defensemen. I'm not so sure there's a top elite defenseman in there, but certainly somebody that can play some players that can, you know, be in your top pair and certainly second pair defensemen. So the quality of player, you know, through 20 or so picks in, in that regard is pretty significant. You know, you're going to get third line players and you're going to get players that, you know, fill out your, your blue line. But, you know, when you get top pair and second pair defensemen and top two line forwards, I think that that's what makes this draft class, you know, a little bit uh, of the of, of when people talk about quality in a draft, a little bit higher. It'd be like when you have a young Rhett Warner on the board, Ooh. you know, back in the day. You just yep. as a GM, just, they're just holding you down. So you just you just want to sprint up. We to can that trade podium. up right now. We can trade up. Yeah. Hang on, so he might. Hard. Do you think he'll last to us? I don't just know. Plummeting, <laughs> like a stone. <laughs> I have scouting reports on Rhett Warner. When I come up to the studio, I'll read. Them. Oh, please! <laughs> so, that would be awesome. You know, watching, watching Rhett with the uh, watching Rhett with the uh, Saskatoon Blades. Oh yeah, no, we got. I got scout. I I've kept all that stuff. It's a. It's actually a lot of fun, you know, when you go back. Because I was looking. I don't know what year. It wasn't his draft year, but uh, I forget who I was. I was looking back at it. And I go. Gee, some of the stuff was not bad. I mean, better than I thought, you know. When you go look back at some of your notes, right? And you know, it's it, it's not easy to project. And you know, we talk about players that you know th- th- they've been the best players at their level wherever they're at, whether it be in junior hockey, whether it be in college or Europe. Been, but that next step to the NHL is a hard one, and you got to be ready for the challenges, and you got to be ready to adapt, and you got to be ready to dig in and compete, and. You know, that, that, that's what makes it so hard to uh, do. You can look at talented players, and we've all seen players that go, geez, how did he not make it? Usually it comes back to, you know, maybe maybe they weren't as competitive and as dialed in in terms of uh, working on their game as, as, as their skill may have indicated they would have been capable of doing. How are those long arms going to play in the NHL? I mean, that's got to be a lot of the scouting what, conversations that year. What about the skill level of the kids nowadays? It's I got young boys, so I'm at the rink all the time, and they're getting to the age where you start to see some really special players out there. I'm amazed by it. I'm guessing you're the same way. Absolutely, Red. I mean, Red, you, you you have the benefit of playing before 05 and after 05, you know, when the rule mm-hmm. changes. And the rule changes have even impacted even greater because like your boys, the kids today, they only know one set of rules, yeah. one set of standards in, in, in 05. You know, you had to adapt. You know, there was one way that was played, then you had to adapt, and there's been adaptations between that. So – one of the things I'm really noticing too is is that the bigger players are now being developed. Like you know, it used to be, hey, just go dump the puck in, grind it out, battle it around the boards, you know, do your thing. The bigger players, I'm seeing a lot of bigger players move and handle the puck, and you know, the the smaller player have to survive. There's always going to be room for the smaller player, but I think that the bigger player now is really getting a chance to uh, develop their skills too. And, you know, as a bigger player, a lot of times the player was asked to go and, you know, be physical and run over the opposition. And mm-hmm. that, that's just one part. And, and so some players were, were comfortable doing that. Some weren't. And, 
you know, I think now with the skill level and how high it is and the, the speed of the game blows me away. I mean, you know, when you, when you were adjusting that, Darren Hatcher told me when he retired in uh, Philadelphia, he said, I, he goes, I was going to get a penalty every shift. He goes, I, I had to get out. He goes, it was over. He, he was good pre I just couldn't yeah. adapt. He said it was done. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. It, it was always one of those things when we were sitting over at uh, at Sportsnet. It's like, man, we'd love to get Craig on. We'd love to get Craig on. He's in, here in town. It was just such a perfect fit, and we, it was always kind of a spot that we missed having. It's awesome having you uh, having you available to us and having you on board. The Cool Button Podcast, it's wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that sort of thing. And... Uh, I guess, welcome, welcome to the network, and we're happy to have you, and I, I have a feeling we might be ringing your phone here. I, Rob Kerr, I, you're going to, can I give Rob your number? Because I, I know he's going to love to have you on his show. He's doing one with us as well, but uh, I feel like this is yeah. going to be a... Well, Rob always, Rob yeah. always invites me for lunch, and then I have to pay. <laughs> so, like, of course he has my number. Yeah, so sure. I'm, yeah, into, I'm into lunch, too. No, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> well, we were saying, now that we know where, where no, you live, I mean, yeah. You live close by. The coffee's well, always nice. on. I, I mean, assume, I mean, yeah. Steve and I, yeah, yeah. Well, we're a part of the nation. I think that the nation is good, and uh, I mean, we're we're seeing a lot of opportunity to, uh, you know, expand it. And so I'm happy to be part of it. And you know, like you guys, I've always admired you guys over there. You know, I said this to Brian Burke a number of years ago. We were at, we were at some conference, and he talked about oh. And that's when Brian was with Sportsnet, and he goes, ah. Oh, I said competition makes us all better. It makes us all better. And just because somebody is with one network and so doesn't mean we don't respect what people are saying. It doesn't mean we don't learn. And that was certainly the case with you guys over at Sportsnet. And I listened to you in the morning and, uh, you know, it was always good, uh, really good analysis. And we talked about it fair and balanced, right? And it's passionate. I mean, you know, the sport is competition, but it's passion and the fans have passion. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You feed into it. So happy to be part of it and 
you know what? It's only about uh, a 10 minute walk up to your studio from my house. So perfect. Uh, Bring those scouting notes. I yeah, want to bring see those. those. Let's go. That's tremendous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring the scouting notes. And it's all written out nice and neat. It'll all be it. there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Craig. Good catching up with you. Be well. Have a great long weekend. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks. Thanks for having see, me. Craig. I bet you. Craig Button, former, obviously, he's been in the game his, feels like his whole life, right? Jeez. Former GM, uh, doing a lot of the prospect work, has been for years with TSN and is, uh, he's, not a lot of GMs are going to come on and do what he did there. No, you know, and I, 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 I kind of sheepishly got to ask him. Want to ask him about the Savard thing? Because you, we talked about it parallels. the other day. Is there, if you move the coach and you keep the players, is now the players feel they can? Are you they're running enabling the show? them? Are you empowering them? Yeah, and that had to have been part of it. There, it's just interesting to hear how how honest he was. Because yeah, Savard, you look back at that team. It's not like they were flowing over with skill. No. They it was the exact type of player they didn't have, really. Yeah. Like a, a skilled I, centerman. I still remember being at one of those games. I was in the locker room, and they lost. It was a midweek game. Savard not playing, healthy scratched. Gilbert wasn't playing him. And he walked into the room, and it's all kind of – this is – I kind of changed a little bit. People won't know. But you're at media's at different lockers, and it's all very quiet, and guys are talking, you know, right about here. That's it. And he's wearing some sort of a – and at the time, like, it was a – sharp brown suit with the with the he looked like a million bucks and he comes walking through the room whistling away <laughs> like he didn't have a care in the world like the yeah. loss didn't matter or nothing <laughs> it was like that's a cocky kid because he was still really young then and i think it was maybe about a week later so yeah they traded him for Ruslan. i got the date right now zanulin yeah who never played november 15 2002, and Zanulin was a huge bear of a physical Russian player that never crossed the pond. And, you know, I think a lot of GMs would be that transparent, but I also think it does take the 21 years it's been for Craig. And I think <laughs> yeah, Craig yeah. probably would have told you 10 years ago. But what we really need is to book Brad Living for like 2042 so we can really get the scoop on what the hell happened last summer and all the other deals. I think with time a lot of the details do leak out. It's just no one would ever tell you right now a lot of the rumors and gossip. And here was the battle between player and, and coach. But as time passes, that's the best stuff, isn't it? So what was the date of the trade? November 15, 2002. And Craig said that so, they uh, fired Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert 12 days later. Something like December 3rd. Yeah, so like three weeks, less than three weeks. weeks. Huh. You wonder how different things. Uh... Then Chopper came in, right? Yeah, that's Al right. McNeil Al McNeil took over feel, for yeah. right. a game or two there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we saw Al at an event that uh, in the fall that we spoke at, and I mean, phenomenal. I tell people about Al, and, and lots of listeners won't even look him up. He has won everything. Yeah, it's an amazing story. Oh, and you would never guess to stride by him or mm-hmm. or look. It's like this is this guy's seen it and done it all. Yes. Some stories of the biggest names ever yeah. Montreal Canadians running that place yeah. like yeah uh we got the pinter report coming up a couple things uh green drop and i was thinking about it this morning i've i think we've taken and, and good to have brian and green drop on board and we tell you guys about what a difference it makes for your yard and that sort of thing it i was thinking this way, i probably would never have gotten green drop if we didn't meet brian or, or if it was one of those things it just felt like it's kind of uh, 
I, I'll just that's just something that I do by myself or, or whatever. I can handle this. Yeah, something you. I'll go socks. buy the bag of fertilizer, which is probably wrong, and I'll go get the. <laughs> I'll rent the aerator from Home Depot oh, and heavy. tear the shit out of my yard and it can't live. And then we got hooked up with Green Drop and it was truly one of those things like, this is outstanding. Oh, this, this, is, this is living. And I, and then you look, it's, it's nowhere near as, as expensive as you thought it was That's going to be. That's surprising. Is and it? then it was like, why have it? This is not some elitist sort of a thing. This is the way to do it. Yeah. I, I don't know why I never... You've got a groundskeeper. Yes. Why would I have not done this sooner? You click that QR code that's on your screen if you're watching on, on YouTube, and you're going to get the barn burner discount. Ooh. You've, if you're like me, you've still got snow in your yard. No, you no, probably, I snow blow my I know you do. Well, if you're unlike Rhett and still like a lot of us, there's still ice and stuff and poop in your backyard that you got to take care of, but it's coming soon. Get Green Drop in your life. It's like having your own greenskeeper and it's affordable and it's worth it. And your yard, it's we joke about it, just put some water on it when it needs it and cut it when it needs to be cut. And, uh, and they're going to take care of the rest. They've got the beautiful basics package all, package all the way up to the premium package. It's going to have your aeration and overseeding and soil boosters and all that sort of thing. And we joke about science, but it's not joking. They, it's, they're dealing with fertilizers and chemicals and all that sort of thing. They assess your yard. They know where, where's the sunny spots, where's the shady spots. They take care of all that for you. Greendrop.com on social media at Greendrop LTD. Do it today. Book yourself in. You won't, uh, you'll, you'll be so happy. It's, it's a good that you come back. It's got the little sign. Oh, green drops are here. Yes, yes. Nice. Then it's not like growing grass in Augusta National. You notice that? Like the winter we go through, like these lawns have to do with a lot of shit. Well, and these can, guys are going to get you yeah. the best chance to have your, the best lawn on the lot right away on the block there. There you go. Greendrop.com. Get, uh, get in there and do that today. Time for the Pinder Report. A presentation of Village Honda. Now you... You were kind of going light on the Pinder report because well, Alex then we heard pay. Alex is good, so we're uh, <laughs> Village Honda paying top dollar for your vehicle. They got a million dollars to do it. Sell them your vehicle. You'll get a tropical cruise for two. Find out more at villagehonda.com. Village Honda presents the Pinder report, fellas. I would love to tell you about last night's Jets and Calgary Flames game from Winnipeg, but you told us about it. Let's go to Afterburner in the wake of a huge could have been bigger three one win in Manitoba last night with uh, Retro and Boom Boom on the Purple Show. Complete opposite shows up. You have no idea what you're going to get. And so uh, I feel for the Jets fans. I feel for the Flames fans. One team and one set of fans are going to get some playoff hockey. <laughs> Damned if I can tell who it's going to be. Yeah, and, and as you can imagine, uh, there have been some people fr from Manitoba that reach out. So what do you think? What do you think tonight? And I think... The Flames fans were all saying Jets will win, and the Jets fans were all saying oh, the Flames are going to win. I agree with you. I think both fan bases have so little confidence in their team's ability to win a big game or to come through at this time. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. Were the Flames significantly better than they have been the last two, three, or four games? I don't think so. <laughs> all right, there, <laughs> there is. it is. Boom, yeah, see ya. Yeah. Boom, gone. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't think the fat guy knows what he's talking about, to be honest. I thought they were much better last night. I mean, it was, I didn't love their first and it's like, geez, you get those power plays early and then you take dumb offensive zone penalties, three of them early. Yeah. And you knew the jets were going to capitalize on one of those. Like, fuck, like your goalie looks like he's on tonight. That's I didn't expect that. And you're still going to flush this thing. 
but it was a great Final Forty. The third, the fourth line, drawing penalties, getting goals. Like, I know it's not uh, Rhett's favorite line all year, none of ours, and there's a lot of issues with who could be there and who is there. But Walker Doer again. Walker Doer with a big fucking goal. That's a big win. Don't paint it that I don't like the fourth line. I just think that sometimes they're miscast. Situations oh, I, where maybe I it's agree. not their best spot. And it was a lot of them down the stretch, but last night it was like, I get it. They've been really good. <laughs> well, that's you know, that's part of the problem too. And, uh, you know, even talking with Craig five minutes ago, it's like, how come the big guys aren't stepping up? You know, the yeah. guys that you'd think that want that to wear a C or make yeah. a statement. Those aren't the guys that are doing it. Well, and I'll say this. Backland, I thought, had a much better night than they did against Chicago. Cadre, uh, you could see you emotionally. But choose. Of course not. I mean, a lot of them were awful against Chicago. All but Cadre uh, still had a couple of rough turnovers, but emotionally and physically more invested. You'd agree with that? I'm not. I'm, okay. He has to climb out of a big hole in my world. Yeah, I'm not handing out MVP, but it, 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 that's moving the right way, although it's only one way from rock bottom, right? Well, that, say, and, yeah. and what I said to him last night, I said, I would feel like he would be should be the first star after the shitty performance. Like, if you had yeah. personal pride, it'd be like, I'm going to make a statement this game. This yeah. is I'm going to make up for, for what I did last night. I don't know if we need to be reminded or maybe that we hadn't forgot, but yeah, Jonathan Huberto can still find that late man. I don't know that he's ever going to shoot it, but he found Sidorov in a spot to set up the game winner there, or at least the insurance goal after Dewar's game winner. Uh, and a lot of people were asking, the hell are they booing Rasmus Anderson for? Like, did his dad run over an old-time jet or something? Like, what's the story here? Here was the play. Why? Because I got asked like a thousand times. Why is Anderson getting booed? Well, they're going after a loose puck here and watch the contact. This angle shows it the best. Vulnerable, bang. So he stays down for about a minute or so and then was out in the second half of that power play. And so that Jets are like, well, if you're so hurt, why are you out on the power play? I think it's the right call when you see the right angle. Yeah. Yeah. And that hurts. Ouch. And you know what? I don't think he was trying to hit him. He ended up catching him kind of from behind there. I think he was trying to catch his side and he bump him. Was in, uh, he was thinking that Anderson was cutting into him yeah. and they were coming together. Yeah. And Anderson really didn't. I, I, I didn't think at first, I didn't yeah. think it was a penalty. And then when I watched replay, oh, I see. Anderson wasn't coming back into him. Yeah. It was. He got him from behind. And that way. reverse angle shows the best, I thought, yep. which is right here. Because you see how far away the puck is. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's no. That's not two guys battling. That's one guy catching another guy in a bad spot all without intent he's yeah. a bit of a prick he's big and thick isn't he he's and i thought it was a concerted effort by the flames to really make it a miserable night for dubois like i don't know that it necessarily like won them the game but you could see the game plan was we need to get in this guy's face push him every scrum we get it wasn't the like let jerome sleep it was the opposite wonder how they feel about him in winnipeg because he's already said he wants out basically i know how they right? feel about him in montreal <laughs> Well, yeah. Apparently, the NHL won't let you buy a Dubois Habs jersey. People really? have been trying. It's Lucien Dubois. I love that guy. Uh, I just wonder for the. It's got to be some conflict. You need him to play well because you want to get into the playoffs and you cheer his goals. And it's like, ah, oh, but you don't want to be here. You don't want to be part of us. You prick. I'll tell you what though. Like they did well in that Truba deal when it felt like their hands were tied. They get Pionk and some other parts that and a pick. They'll do well with Dubois because of the season he had. It's been a good year for him. If they have to trade him, yeah. when? When? Imagine Dubois Huberto. Oh, it'll be so good. What a lineup. Pelche? Yes. Parlez-vous, Frances. We. Oui. Uh, flame Jean schedule. Dora, Calgary Stampede. Three games left, fellas. Let's take a peek. They are tied with the Jets, but actually not tied because the Jets on the tie break. And the Jets have a game in hand. Here's what's left. Vancouver on a Saturday. Sounds familiar. Feel free to uh, not need 
dramatic comebacks from yeah, two goal don't deficits. Go too, don't don't, don't go down. Don't need nothing. to go to overtime. Just you know, tuck one away. As Rhett said, let's get an easy one. Maybe pull Markstrom after one because you're up six nothing. That's right. That's gonna happen. Like uh, Chicago game, yeah. This Nashville game on Monday continues to look bigger and bigger for both sides involved because of what Rhett said. The Jets have been screwing this thing up for two months, and then finally, the softest game on their schedule, the last game of their. 2022-23 regular season campaign, uh, the Sharks, which feels fucking horrifying. <laughs> Didn't someone a couple of years ago, Minnesota, have a chance to win and get in? Like and, last game stuff? Yeah, too? and then they uh, yeah. against a team they should beat, yeah. and absolutely. I remember that. Remember I that? don't remember who it was against. Yeah. I, why I remember is because I was at the zoo. <laughs> it, we, we had family in from out of town, like, and I was on my phone keeping an eye on it. It's like, are they going to lose this game? And they did. It was, it was the wild you're saying. Yeah. They were playing, they were playing a soft opponent on the final day and it was winning you're in. Yeah. Oh boy. And they shit themselves. I can't remember who it was. All right. We'll move along. Uh, standings look like this. We told you just a reminder. It's still really tight. Nashville's got the games, but fuck, they're not easy. Nashville, Carolina tonight, Winnipeg on Saturday. No overtime, please. No three point games. You bastards. But what do you want there? You hope for Carolina wins tonight. Yeah. Oh, then you absolutely you need Nashville to win on Saturday. Win. You beat Nashville on Monday. Yeah. The Jets and Nashville both have to lose to Minnesota. Really kind of having to thread a needle here. Hey, it's yeah. Okay, you can don't win tonight, but then for sure win on Saturday. Yeah. 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 And the good news is, look at Minnesota and Colorado. Tied in points, one game in hand for Colorado. It looks like the last two games of the year for both the Avs and the Wild will have a lot to say about seeding one through three in the Central, and that likely means you're going to get the best out of Colorado and Minnesota, not a rest-your-stars game against the Preds and the Jets. Four games for Jets and Preds combined against both the Avs and the Wild. You're keeping your fingers crossed that those games are going to matter. Yeah, And look, it's... it just they're they're all tied. There's three teams tied at 90 points. Like I feel like it'd be hard for it not. Well, they got a game in hand. So if Colorado wins that, they're already up. Then they're up by two, and they've got the tiebreaker. So it's they have the tiebreak. I wonder. Yeah. I saw yeah, this morning with eight yeah. days to go in the regular season, and obviously the Flames are part of this. There are four playoff spots to be determined: three division champions and seven first round matchups. Yeah, everything still, still on the final week. Yeah. Gary's parody. Gary's so year. happy. Last year, remember the East was sewn up by Christmas? <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. And I will say, I think it's a very likely outcome that the Flames could finish their schedule on Wednesday and have to watch Thursday or Friday to see whether or not. I'd be almost shocked if... Wow. Because there's, there's two if, games left for Nashville at that point and one for the Jets. on what they do. Yeah, they of course. To San Jose, yeah. I'm not watching Thursday and Friday. I, that's, that's fair. And then it's you shift a, the gears, and then it's like, okay... Do you want the Oilers or Vegas in round one? Or is it going to be, and you know, the wind's into us, so I take a little more club, and it's early in the morning, so it's going to be a firmer green. Oh, Ryan. It'll be one of those two. I'm so tired of your negativity. Yeah, exactly. We're in the wrong chairs today. Mm. Uh, This was a nice little find from uh, hot young prospect in his rookie year, Jack. As part of the barn burner team. This is his first week on the job. Blue chipper. Look what he uh, dug out of Sweden, apparently. Is it, I, is I had not seen this. Idea? Meatballs? Is this Vladimir Guerrero? What do we got here? I got some sort of dirty movie. Very blurry. Got here? Very blurry. A little blur. Yeah. This is great. Blurry. Oh, what? Oh. Look at this! Oliver Shelton's pumping the cowbell thingies. Oh, in some tight pants. Toit. What's he pumping? 
So what is it? So the, cow, the cowbell. cowbell? What do they call that? Yeah, that's Kettle. Right. Kettlebell. There you are. <laughs> the cows look like they have those things around their neck and so but those are bells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kettle. Okay. This so, is, a, I think, if you're putting this out online and you're Oliver Shillington, I think that's a good sign. I don't want to get too heavy into the tea leaves, but you'd rather see him working out than not, right? Well, good for him. Out of boy. Okay. Mix in some cardio. Let's go. Yeah, it looks like he's getting heavy. It's <laughs> a lot of muscle there, right? What are you talking about? Okay. We'll move along. That's probably enough of that. Tonight's games. Let's take a peek. I'm going to tape my workout later today. I know. Just go a size bigger. I don't know that we need all that. <laughs> and I you was, could I, leave a top I, I, I on if you want. tight pants if I was a size bigger. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Here's tonight's slate in the NHL. What is it? 13 games? How many teams in action? 14 games. How many teams in action? 26. There we go. Uh, and I've highlighted one for you, fellas. That's the Carolina Nashville game from Music City that looms large. All right, that's a fun one. There's some other fun ones in there. Uh, Alex's Senators play the Panthers, who have leapfrogged two teams the last night they were in action. They're sitting in a wild card. And if you're Pittsburgh, uh, you've really frittered this thing away. Delicious. You got Minnesota. That's not going to be easy at home for a club. that It's the Jason Zucker Bowl. I know you were really worried about how his emotions were going to be today. Also, could be a round two preview, or maybe it's a uh, never going to happen. Those guys won't get out of round one. Leafs and Bruins tonight. That's a nice-looking slate. Jonathan Quick potentially against his old team, Kings and Knights. Kraken are close to clinching a playoff spot. Yeah, but they got the plucky Yotes. And speaking of which, let's go to the Coyotes news. Uh The Coyotes are suing the city of Phoenix and Sky Harbor Airport for $2.3 billion. That's a good round number. I like it. Yeah. It's... uh, Warranted. I think it's always a good sign when you're trying to get something done. You really need a lot of parts. Hey, we're going to need a little bit of public funding. And could you approve this land here? And we're going to be in partnership with this. And we're going to do that. When you're suing someone for $2.3 billion, I think that really, we're getting on the right track here. Yeah, yeah when they're supposed to be your partner. Yeah, you're going to need them to rezone some land and, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, it's the planes come in, but we'll make it so the apartments, they're not that noisy. Um, Maybe they're they're showing that we're not going to be bullied by you guys. Yeah. It reminded me of my favorite meme these days, which is the Gary Bettman. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you can use this every week for the last decade. I just found it now. I love it. As much as Gary loves the idea of a successful so hockey team re- in Phoenix. Yeah, well, when he retires, he's going to Scottsdale, and he needs a team because he loves the game. And I heard some people bickering, and they're like, oh, man, 10 page too far from Scottsdale. 14 minutes from Old Town to the side of the new rink. That's where you want too an arena. Too far. 14? Like, what are people talking There's Go to the game in Florida or Canada and tell me too far. Glendale is too far. Glendale is Glendale's too absolutely too far. Tempe 14 minutes from Old Town. That's perfect. I don't hear people bitching about where the, the ballpark is, that it's too far from Scottsdale. No! This would be a little closer. And they the do those 81 times a year. It's not like, oh, it's once a week. It'll work in Glendale. NFL will work once a week there. Hockey on a Tuesday? Screw that. I'm dying for some baseball. we got to go to a game. Let's get a trip plan. Let's I go. got Come one on. planned. Uh, WHL News. Let us jump to that. The Calgary Hitman. Low scoring, tight affair. one nothing midway through the game. I got pumped 6-1. Oh, damn it. So close to heading back to Red Deer. 
fell apart. So close. And now they got to win on the road to force a Funday Sunday. Hey, Sunday Funday game six. Saskatoon Blades, though. Hey, going into the Regina and playing the SmackDown. Do you remember the year you tried to purchase the Saskatoon Blades? Mm -hmm. What was the year? Well, I don't know. I remember. Yeah, sorry. I, what year was it? I, I don't, I, of course, you remember the process. I'm 15, trying to think how many 14? years ago. Okay, so let's say it's eight years ago, just for argument's sake. For 7.99 of the years, he has been like, this is the best thing that's never happened to me. And in the last three weeks, like, damn it, I wish I owned that club. They'd yeah. like four sellouts in a row because Bedard was in there. Well, now they're rallying back. He's like, yeah. let's go, Blades. And it's all Bedard-based. I, yeah. like, I think they'd get good fans for a first-round playoff matchup, but not sellers. Not 17,000 with Bedard. Fellas, yeah. I look forward to watching you winning in Game 7. Not yep. six. Yep. Seven. Game seven. Yep. You know, why don't we rest that goalie for game seven? <laughs> he what do you mean? Hurt. If we win ten. No, no. That, yeah. <laughs> you do that. It's for right? our fans, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, always better to win in home ice. Yeah. We'll treat them to another home game, right? That's what you want. Uh, okay. Elsewhere, we shall move along to the AHL Calgary team. That would be the Wranglers. Last night, clash of first place teams. The... Coachella Valley Firebirds, Seattle's farm team, the Palm Springs somethings is what they should be called, hosting the Calgary Wranglers. Let's have a look what happened. Winner would be in top spot, not just in the division, the entire oh. NHL, AHL. Look at that. 3-1. One. one probably means Wolf was in net, and three probably means Matt Phillips scored. If you're thinking those things, you're right on both accounts. <laughs> They're that. first in the American League, and happy birthday, Bubba, today. Is that right? I saw it in the uh, Wranglers. Matty Phillips. Bubba birthday. Love it. Happy Celebrated birthday, with, a, with a goal last night. Top spot. I believe they have five to go all on the road. And yeah, if the AHL's Western Conference had to go through Calgary for home ice, kind of fun. I don't want to say it'd be a consolation because clearly the Flames are going to no, get it. It's going to be hard to get a scheduling conflicts all over. That's what I was Hitmen are going to rally and yeah. get back that series. Three teams going. Feel for those ushers. <sighs> those those beer, big beer concerts are going to have to cancel. Get yeah. some new... Good shoes. Marcel Kelly. That's, right. That's my favorite guy. He's a good one. Legend in town. That one. Okay. Other sports. Last night, Cavalry FC had a get together. They've, uh, they've unearthed, unleashed. unleashed. <laughs> they've they uh, unleashed. unveiled all the uns. A new kit. There's our boy, Mason Trafford. Boy, Mace. He's working on the business side. He retired after last season. And that's the away kit. Look at the lightning bolt. I love it. Yes. That's Fraser Aird, who was watching the Oilers game. He's like, why haven't we scored against Anaheim yet? Big oh, Oilers geez. song. Fraser's a beauty. And uh, Mason, good work. Great event. Huge turnout. The, the home kits are that red-black gradient, the away with the lightning bolts. Looking snazzy, fellas. Big year coming up for the Cavs. Very good. Do you like the jerseys? Do you have any comments? I like the uh, the red-black ones. You do like the red-blacks? Yeah. I like them both, but that lightning bolt, I'm like, wow. That's, I don't know that I've seen a lightning bolt on a jersey that wasn't, you know, you hate the lightning bolt on the pants for the... Saskatoon Storm. Okay, I'll take it back. Mm -hmm. And finally, Skydome slash Rogers Center renovations are done. You can show me photos. You can measure the distance from home plate to a wall. But the goods we really need were delivered by Scotty Mitchell, who used to be a beer reporter for the Stamps here That's in Calgary right, yeah. of guy. TSN. Scotty, what do we need to know about Rogers Center? My dome outfield bar power rankings. Number one, the Corona rooftop patio on the 500 level right field. Looking forward to that. Number two, the catch 100 level right field. Number three, flight deck 200 Leonard, uh, level center field. Number three, park social 500 level left field. And the stop 100 level center field behind the batter's eye. You're welcome. Please send shots to 300 level press box. 
It's our boy Scotty Mitchell. That's what we need. You want to go see right, baseball? Uh, we even have the order of the bars we're going to visit Reds. That's intrepid reporting. That's what that is. You, some, you know what? It's, it's not easy sometimes when you got to get that scoop and everyone else is hustling. You just got to grind. You got to want it more. And he's clearly put in the work. Stayed focused. That's, That's the right. Keys. Focused so, and disciplined. So he has <sighs> the Corona one at the number one spot. Now, That's 500 new. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're way up, but it's apparently it's like, I mean, it's going to be Corona vibes. I think it's something tropical, maybe beach chairs. You throw in the. I'm okay with that. Are they cheaper in the 500s than the 200s or the 100s? And I, this is a question I have. A lot of these will be open to everyone, so you can stroll through no matter where you buy seats. Mm -hmm. I know the flight deck for non-playoff games, which is now three on the list, was clearly a hard number one before these renovations. These are better than those. That's impressive, and you can wander into the flight deck with seats from anywhere. Let's get Scotty on the show. Can we do that? We've got some Scotty uh, Mitchell love in our, in our life. I would love that. You want to talk Blue Jays? Mm. Well, what do you mean? What, uh, well, Argos? Rhett, Rhett's going to a game. He's uh, just needs I'm to know about that. Stadium. So you do want to talk, you want to talk Yankees, Blue Jays? Well, I mean, which bar? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Finally, uh, Rhett didn't tell us this, but um, he was surprisingly cheery today. Maybe it was the Masters. Maybe it was the ray of sun that caught him as he was sitting in the chair at the side of the studio. Um, but... It's, he over, overcomes the odds. He, he's a guy that, you know, sometimes you get dealt a bad hand. You got to find a way to work through it. My whole life. This was Rhett this morning, and I'm surprised he wasn't in a foul mood because his cat just absolutely dropped a deuce in his slipper. That oh, is man. just the hate worst. That. I hate that damn cat. Now, you either saw it before you put your foot in, or you're one of the nicest guys on earth. Because if I step in cat shit in my shoe in the morning, it ruins my day. See, I knew the shoveler was angling for a, uh, for a feline. I didn't know that you guys got one already. Slippers. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Ruined. 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 Smells all. I just imagine bare feet. That's, that's got to feel gross. Like yeah. really. Dean, would that feel gross? It's uh, it's like the uh, the, the a, a saying as old as time about cats. Even the best cat in the world still shits in your house. Oh, that's your pender report. Cats. You love cats, eh? Okay. Northwest Auto Mall. Online at villagehonda.com. It's the good folks. It's your dealership for life. Detailing packages starting at only $79.95 for your vehicle. Get the winter and spring cleaned off your car at your dealership for life, Village Honda. We're distracted. Yeah. John Rom. Nice shot. Rombo. John Rom had a tough start to the day. That was him, yeah. So looked like a lot of putting on that first. Look at this shot. This will be all right. There you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. These guys are good, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Not this again. Oh, I had it. Right there. That one there? Do you want me to oh, describe what's happening? Shoulder Bill Huberto. Hello. Blasty jersey. Huberto Blasty jersey signed courtesy of the Hearing Loss Clinic. I said we are going to do it today. So uh, keep an eye on your Soch. Keep an eye on your Soch. Go to the Flames Nation Twitter and Instagram accounts, or ours, but I would would go there. We'll have those, or the Hearing Loss Clinic. Go to their social media. Go through the process. You have to do a little bit of work there. We're going to make you work for a little bit. Go through the process. Let's say by, I said EOD today, so you still got time. Get in there and, uh, and enter to win. A, uh, it's got the tie down and everything on there because he is it. a He'd like threat to, to throw them. them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. Autographed. He spotted uh, Jim Zadorov there. What a yeah. soft mitts. 
autographed QB jersey, courtesy of the Hearing Loss Clinic, <laughs> hearingloss.ca. And uh, again, right, you got company. I know. Yeah, that's right. See, it's not as easy as it. Rhodesy. Rhodesy and the Hearing Loss Clinic. We, uh, when we were, we talked about the uh, playoff draft. We were over at the Grey Eagle Casino looking at the room the other day. Oh, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Talking with uh, Sheldon. He's like, well, we're going to give some tickets away because we he was talking to Wolfie. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we're going to have some tickets. I said, yeah, I saw you know Whitney Cummings. She's coming up at the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. near the end of the month. He's like, yeah, we'll give tickets away for that. We've got REO Speedwagon. We'll give some tickets away for that. So that is going to be the next kind of little wrinkle mm-hmm. for, uh, I'm going to say, pretty much every show that comes through, whatever it is, concerts, That's uh, legit. comedians, live events, whatever's going on. That's me, Ty. We are going to be uh, connecting you barn burner lovers with some tickets courtesy of the Grey Eagle Event Center. Go and check out their website, greyeagleresortandcasino.ca. All tickets for the events are available through Ticketmaster. And yeah, so that one's sold out. I couldn't, I saw that one online today. Whitney Cummings, Tuesday, April 25th. We'll have tickets for that one coming up. Hotel California, the original Eagles tribute. Take it easy. Take it easy. Ario Speedwagon. Do you have any other uh, Hotel California okay. songs that you'd like to reel us with? Uh, nope. One? Beatles Tribute, Theory of a Dead Man, Queen Tribute Band coming up. And then how about this one in July? Relive the best of 90s R&B and hip-hop with the I Love 90s Tour. Oh. Vanilla Ice. Yes. Color Me Bad. Whoa. Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. CNC Music Factory. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> I mean, it's... In. CNC Music Factory. You're laughing all night. It's amazing. It's a it, you know and that's, not that's to be disrespectful. The nostalgia vibes. Right it's there. as much a comedy show as it is a uh, a concert. Really, go to the website and check it out. All tickets for the Greg Eagle events on uh, on Ticketmaster. CNC Music Factory. That's awesome. So, I remember I was staying up late at night listening to that top ten at ten when I was supposed to be tucked into bed, yeah. hoping for a CNC Music Factory that, to hang in. Was that Chris uh, Chris Shepard and the uh, Chris Shepard touching down in your dad uh, your town celebration generation? I'm from Burlington, Ontario. Don't ask me about my accents. <laughs> if you're over forty, uh, you don't you, you you get it. If you're not poor sorry. Jack's like who is uh, is he pa- Captain Jack? What? Some things we need to take care of, and we're going to wrap things. Uh, well, we got a little bit of time here. But Outdoor Dental, I talked to Jay Patel, Dr. Jay, over at Outdoor Dental. You haven't booked in yet. I was just or you're under up. an alias or something. I was just going to show up. Because I said, well, I've heard from the shoveler, and the snoring is out of control. Mm-hmm. And especially, well, I've seen the videos. Yeah, he was having sweet. bourbon last night, so you know, he was roaring when he got to Probably bed. Probably went to the, uh, the cherry um, sleeps in last night. It's very easy. You can go to their website, like outdoor.dental is Did their it. website. Or if I guess if you're, need a you know, computer then. did you get the internet on your phone or you turn that off yeah, too? How does that work? You got that? It is obviously they're your full service dentist and they do that with the Solea laser. There's no drills and hooks and chains and <laughs> ropes. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> you know, like you like probably your dentist that you come in there and they got axes and they're smashing away with people and chisels and hammers and stuff. Not an outdoor dental. It's, you know what it is? They got some. Uh, they got like, it's little cameras, little computers, and they kind of go in there and it tracks it. It does all of the, uh, you know, all the pictures and all the x-rays. It's, it's from the future, Dean. It's like you're going to the future. Yeah. 
truly is. And stop going to that alley wherever that guy's selling you dentistry. Oh, yeah. That sounds horrible. He hit him with a tire chain. <laughs> hit him with car keys. <laughs> Snoring treatments, two 15-minute treatments, increases the tension in the soft palate, reduces snoring, non-surgical, pain-free. And yeah, it's life-changing. Get that sleep. Imagine if, you know, instead of the good sleep you, you would be having if you were up through the night and mm-hmm. say two, three in the morning and then mm. you can't get back to sleep and then mm. you go through your day and then you just do it over again and over again. Think of how irritable and rotten you'd be. That sounds like a living hell, Dean. Outdoor.dental. Dr. J. Patel. Go and see him and his folks soon. So it's my fault the shoveler acts that way? I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. Rat, you're snoring again! Whack! Uh, you asked before the show, and <laughs> now Jack is, you mentioned Jack. Jack is, uh, he's a Calder nominee. It's his rookie, rookie oh, season here at Barn Burner. Strong Strong one. Um, Don't get cocky. That's right. Yeah. And you had said, see, when he starts talking about food, that's what, I mean, Warner just, just talks just about food. Listen to him, he's talking You about brought food. it up to me, and I think, because it's Thursday, mm-hmm. we're heading into the long weekend. It's a pro pros. These are very important conversations to have. Why don't you ask Pinder, or just throw it out to the viewers, listeners, about, not the dilemma, but just the huge decision that you have to make this week. What I've been debating in my mind for the last few days while I sit alone at times, uh, driving into work and stuff, is what is the proper menu for Easter Sunday, Easter weekend? You know, the, it's, there's ham. I don't know if I'm feeling a turkey. Can you go with the prime rib roast? Ooh. Are you doing fillets? I said to you, I'm kind of traditional that way. Some people don't like turkey. I love the turkey dinner. Yes. Mashed and gravy and bun, that whole thing. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. I don't know. I am, I like you, I'm not feeling turkey right now. I'm just not sure. I, I, I love it. It's a staple. You know what you're getting. I'm not typically disappointed with it. I feel like I need something different. And ham. Ham's just ham. I like I like ham. Like ham. But it's but where what what else is it is coming it's with? It's an add on, yes. It's a it, 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 it's a lesser protein yeah. that you have. I'll have a couple chunks of ham. That's good. Yeah, you're gonna nice. have yeah. to crush all the sides if you're going feature ham. That's like, one it's thing. It's gonna I, have to be yeah, yeah. incredible size. That's one thing I think I've dropped the ball on lately is I can come up with the main, kind of the protein part. But my sides have really faltered. You know, yeah. Mashed and corn and peas and maybe a salad. We're going to starch can. need to up, it up, yeah. up that side dish. You know, it's, it's gotten so bad for, for me because I do the cooking. Um, the veg has just kind of broken down to me chopping up peppers and cucumbers and baby tomatoes. Carrots and sticks, you just, yeah. it's just like it's a, it's a veggie plate. Yeah. That's which not going to work for Easter, though. It's easy, but, uh, but I'm with you. But for, for Easter, I think it's got to be beef. And that brings us to, to Bonton. I know it was last week we had all that Bonton food in here. And I those beef ribs, I took those home. And I feel like those beef ribs, they get better by the day. Yeah. They, Jesus. I had it the next day. God almighty. Well, they got some side dishes there, too. They got your starches as well. So we talk a lot about the ribs and all, and all that. It might, it might be a roast. Low, slow, get that beefy aroma in your house all I did, day long. I think it was a year ago I did a prime rib roast on the rotisserie. Ah. Uh, 
and it was phenomenal. Like, right, as, as good as you're going to get. Yeah. Oh, my mouth's sweating now. I'm looking at pictures. This isn't good. What about a pasta to go on the sign? But pasta like a homemade. Easter. I don't know. I feel like it's spring vibes. Think I the thought Italians be aren't going to throw out some. With like a pesto. Yeah. yeah. A pesto with yeah. like some orzo small pasta. A lighter sauce, a different, yeah. not a, yeah. Not a heavy cream. Yeah, I don't mind that. Mm. Asparagus. Shrimp pesto. Grilled, some grilled asparagus with some asparagus. olive oil. Put some put some lemon on there. I've had feta Cracked with my asparagus grilled asparagus. Did you ever do yeah, the, yeah, the BV? Bacon wrapped yes. asparagus. I do the prosciutto. The puck. The puck cheese. The bor- borzan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you take the borzan the or the flavored cream the cheese. prosciutto's wrapped around. You yes. smear it on your prosciutto. And then you wrap the prosciutto around the uh, asparagus, and then oh, you grill them, bad yeah, boys. Yeah, or you yeah, put them in the, in the oven, oven. them too, yeah, sure. Mm. And here's the thing. When it comes to beef, I think a lot of times you go to the grocery store. So, so what's is this a good one? I don't know. Or am I going to be disappointed? Like, is this one going to be a doorstop when it's done? Am I just going to mm. set it on the floor and not eat it? Is it like just heavy chunk of beef? There's nothing like that one. It just kind of... It falls apart. The crisp end, like the burnt ends, the, the hard be- ends on them, and then it just kind of falls apart. So you go to Bonton. So what's what what's the one I want? Like there's prime rib, but what else is the sirloin tip and the chuck round? Of the I don't freaking know. Talk to them. They know, Dean. I want a good one. What's a good one? Okay, that's a, so maybe a little, what's under that then? Help me. I just don't want to go to the store, buy some beef, and be like, I think it's good. Then you cook it, so this is... This is that one of those roasts. <laughs> got lots, of, got lots the, of gravy. Get through the <laughs> yeah. Lots of gravy. God. So go and see Greg. Calgary tradition since 1921. We asked him the other day, hey, we'll maybe be in the neighborhood. We're you in got the hood. time? Uh, he's like, dude, it's Easter. Easter. Oh, yeah. No can do. We're, we're slammed up. Well, here. I'm coming to see you on Friday, Greg, so be prepared. That's tomorrow. Yes, it is. Yeah. Sources confirmed tomorrow. Slabs Rose, Saturday. For a wheel, Ooh. and masters on maybe weather. Ooh. So if you're like us, get Bonton in your uh, in your medulla oblongata, right, and get some of that uh, some of that good Bonton goodness in you this long weekend. I'm gonna make Italian wedding soup. Really, Italian. I hear that's a big one. So what's the that's little the meatballs, little meatballs, and a little is it dot what, pasta? Is it? I was gonna say it's not spinach, barley. Little spinach in there, yeah, yeah, or something like that. And what's the green? Yeah, the spinach. Is it spinach? I think. Maybe escarole. I'm not sure, but I'm going to make that. Because I'm a big soup guy now. Hmm. What's the weather? Is this, gonna, is this a soup and no, it's a roast beef weekend? Cool. I heard it's we were going to be over 20 on Sunday. Maybe Calgary. a salad. What about a salad? What about just some salads to go with that beef? Well, we know about the potato salad up there, so there's that. 19 degrees on Monday here. <sighs> we got a lot to do. This is barbecue season. Can you imagine on Monday... Well, it won't be this weekend. It's next weekend. I'm thinking of playoff hockey. Yeah, a week from Monday. Yeah. It's coming. Wouldn't that be something? Battle of Alberta. Get your tickets. Let's Imagine go. if the playoffs were starting Monday and you were out on a patio and it was barbecuing. And I'm, oh, yeah. And my family's not home. And, oh. <laughs> Someone's all together. Too Who's happy. watching the greenhouse while you're gone? Is it staffed? Have you outsourced the labor? Oh, green drop. Take off. <laughs> no, no, no. Green drop doesn't green agree to enough for you. Brian. They are doing enough for you. It's going to be considerably nicer in Calgary this weekend than it is in Augusta, Georgia. 12 degrees, 100% chance of rain on Saturday, and like 50 to 90 millimeters. Like Commodore. We should phone him. He's down there. That's right. 
I don't he know if he loves I, golf. No, like like he loves, loves it. Golf. He's a nerd. When He's his a golf nerd. yes, yeah. When his swing or something isn't right, everything else in life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there's a whole lot when it comes to comedy. <laughs> I mean, it's golf, That's but his, it's. Yeah. I gotta fix my swing right now. I got a hitch. Everything else is left mm-hmm. just laying. This is my father. It's like the one thing that you can, who is he with? Is he drinking tonight? What is he doing for workouts? Where are you in the world? Everything, the answer to all those is golf. Who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Everything's golf. Obsessed. That's comedy. It is comedy. So if he's playing well, if, he, if he's uh, shooting low 70s, high 60s, greatest guy in the world. <laughs> Don't be near him if he shoots 80. He goes to all those too. Wasn't he at Waste Management? God, he loves it. Wow, waste, waste, waste Management different vibe. Than yeah. yeah. I think it's probably, Comey's probably graduated to one of the suites on the stadium hole there. I don't think you need to be in the mosh pit or whatever they're calling it. Stomp the Tom there. One over. Oh, Corey. Come on, dude. He's a top 10 machine. Don't worry. This is funny because it's like, we're all like, oh, look, at it's, it's the Masters. But like, tomorrow's going to be fucking shitty. Saturday's going to be wet or canceled or both. Yeah, like, got a guy that's, this tournament hasn't started yet. The guy that's eight under and he's eight over to finish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to go change some of my picks based on the weather and did not. So Good I'll thinking. be happily donating. Good thinking. Very nice. Yeah. Very I'm nice. starving. Let's go. Uh, a couple things I'm I want to do before we uh, before we go. We'll do. Let's do our Betway bets of the day. Get the Betway app on your phone and uh, be responsible. Uh-huh. But it does. Uh, it adds some enjoyment. It adds a little bit of you know. You must a little puckering, a little puckering. Uh, I went with another Betway boost. I found one on the front page. I went in on the on the Betway app, and there the it was: Avalanche Bruins Golden Knights. That's a lot. I gotta have to compute all that. So Colorado is at San Jose, mm-hmm. guaranteed. The Bruins are in Toronto, mm-hmm. or home to Toronto, guaranteed Wings Night. Yep. And Vegas is home to the Kings. Ooh, uh, two of those three are juicy matchups. Potential first round, Jonathan, or second rounds. Yeah, plus four hundred. For the, well, that's uh, a big number for those. Jeez. I, now, can oh, LA beat that. Vegas? For sure. Do I love the Bruins Toronto? No, but it's it's the it's Bruins. It's the best team in the history of hockey. We so let's go. That's told. my Betway boost. I'm in. And then Nate Dog <laughs> and Pasta. One goal each, one or more. Just get one each. McKinnon, Pasternak, one plus goals, plus 175. McKinnon's been good. And, of yeah, course, Pasternak. points Pasternak's the first Pasternak. time. Yeah. I mean, some are saying Nathan McKinnon is almost as good as Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who also has nine <laughs> points. What a season. It's been wild. Is it Sean Monaghan or Nathan McKinnon? Who would you Oh, yeah. Uh, who's scoring more? Poor Sean. Poor Sean. He done. God. I feel like it's a one-year low money, eh, we'll see what he's got type thing that's left for him. This is not the, I'm into but my he's final got a, contract eight times eight. Like oof. He's going to have to go to a camp and win a job. If he's healthy enough to do that. Right? It's like you're saying one year low money. I think it's PTO. He's got to prove that he can. I mean, let's say you're Carolina and you have. He's got to consider whether this is worth it anymore. Well, yeah. First off, are you healthy? Can you show up and play? Number two, do you want to go through this again with the likelihood of, hey, each of what, four of your last five years have ended with injury? You want to do this again? And then three, it's like. Where's the fit? Who's going to roll the dice on you? And, and are you going to play for league minimum? Would you? If you've made thirty million, that's just it. He's not poor. No, like, right? like do he, you want to show up for eight hundred grand? You're going to go play for none of my business. I don't. I'm, but that is a question with a guy that has millions of dollars in the bank. Well, is this worth? I hope it is in a way. I hope he feels good about 
the surgery and he's coming back and it's like, yeah, hey, I've got these things dealt with. But I think that's what's happened the last four or five years where, okay, I should be sorted out now. As long as he didn't pour all his money into retcoin or something like that a few years ago. It's, probably it's bouncing shit. back. It's bouncing back. There's a lot of upward pressure on retcoin these days. Um, my Betway bets, let's take a peek at those. I'm dialed into a couple interesting games. One seriously involving the Western wild card race. Let's take a look. Carolina at Nashville. Burns. Brett Burns. Power play point. That's all. Plus 240. If I say power play point and I say Brett Burns, is that like two things or you, is it that, like, that's a natural? Are you kidding me? He's definitely on the power play. Plus, you know, Carolina's going to go in and knock the socks off the Preds unless they're completely hungover. We'll see how that one goes. Other wildcard races in the East where the Florida Panthers suddenly hold one and are not chasing one. Ottawa, it's the Kachuk Bowl. So I'm going Kachuk Parlay. They both score plus 300. Brady, Matthew. Keith. Keith watching. Keith. Bud Lights. Lots. I'm going to take the over on seven and How a half many? light yeah. beers. <laughs> and if they're drafts, that line moves to 5.5. I'm also taking the over, but more importantly, plus 300 if both Kachucks score a goal. Kachuk bowl. There you go. That's the Betway bets of the day. Get that app on your phone. Play along. Enjoy it. Be 19. Ontario, Back to responsible that, way. That whole thing. Uh, and... I mean, we were talking about the long weekend. The uh, show will be off tomorrow, back on Monday. Uh, just a thanks across the board to all of our sponsors, all of our partners that have uh, helped us get this thing off the ground and keep it off the ground. We're, what, hitting on the sixth month? We talked about it the other day. The 11th will be six months. That's We're less than a week away from our half-year birthday. We're, are we out of diapers? No, we're still we're like three God. naps. We're, we're shitting our diapers. We're, more. Yeah. But it's it's an exciting time. We had our Christmas campaign. We've got our live event next week. We got stuff building. So we thank everybody for watching and listening and and for the sponsors for coming on board. And uh, I guess just a reminder and uh, enjoy the family this weekend. Wishing all of you to have a great long weekend. Five years ago, I'm going to get emotional. The uh, Humboldt Broncos tragedy five years ago today. Does that feel like five years? Oh, God. I just remember that sick feeling. And you can, I mean, obviously, you, you can't imagine what it's like for the people that were involved, but just the hockey world and how everybody, you know, put their sticks out on the front step and, and thought of those kids. And you see, Toby Boulay is Logan's dad. And remember, Logan was the guy he was with as a kid. Organ donation, wanted his organs donated. And then that created kind of a wave of people getting on board and lives have been saved. Just uh, enjoy your family and think of their family as we all, uh, we all miss those kids. Saw the photo again this morning. Awful stuff. But uh, keep them in your hearts this long weekend. Enjoy yours. Think of theirs. We'll see you next week. Thanks, buddies. Oilers suck.